friends, and welcome to season four of a Meaningful Mess podcast. I am so honored, so excited that you decided to listen, and I hope that you enjoy what you hear. I'm your host, Andy McNair, and I am a wife, mom, author, digital innovation specialist, and passionate educator that believes in today's learners. I'm so glad that you found the podcast, and I can't wait to share manageable and meaningful ideas for you to utilize in your classroom and beyond. My hope is that the ideas and strategies shared each week will help you find meaning in your mess. After you listen, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast with anyone that you think might find it helpful. You can also connect with me over on my website at andymcnair.com, on Twitter at McNairAN3, and on Facebook and Instagram at A Meaningful Mess. Thanks for being here today. Let's get started. Well, hey, you guys, welcome back to A Meaningful Mess podcast. I'm super jazzed today because this evening I'll be leaving for Gift Ed 21 in Dallas, Texas. I absolutely cannot wait. It's been a hot minute since that conference has been able to, for all of us to be together. It is one of my favorite conferences of the year, and it is just such a great opportunity to share, learn, and grow. It's the big gifted and talented conference here in Texas, and I just absolutely cannot wait. So that being said, I did want to hop on and record this podcast before leaving because it's something that has been on my mind and I've been thinking about a lot lately. Um, one of the big messages that I try to share and that I say most often is that we can't just write lesson plans. We have to design meaningful learning experiences. And I believe with everything in me that that mindset shift alone from just writing lesson plans to designing experiences that will leave an impression has the potential to really shift education and what and how we do things in the classroom. So as we kind of talk about this, I'm going to be sharing four things to consider while designing a learning experience. And before I get into those four things, I just want to say that one of the things that I love most about the work that I get to do now is that I get to see my own classroom um, from a perspective that I couldn't see it from when I was in it, if that makes sense. I can look back now and be able to reflect and recognize that, oh, this is why that didn't work, or this is why that did work, or you know what? I could have been more intentional about these things. And that's really where I want to go with this idea is intentionality. I look back at the experiences that I designed and gosh, later on in my career in my classroom, I, I do believe that I was able to design experiences that left an impression. Not every day, <laughs> but I did it more often than I did at the beginning of my career. And I, I just wish somebody would have told me these things. I wish somebody would have said, hey, it's it's more than just writing a lesson plan down and checking boxes. It really is asking these intentional questions to know if what you're doing is going to leave an impact on your learners when they walk out of your classroom. Because I think one of the reasons that teachers burn out most often is because there is not a return on our investment. It's like we're working, 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 and we're seeing nothing in return. Our learners walk out of the classroom and it's as if it never happened. They come back the next day, we ask a question, and they're like, what, did we even do that? And that can be so frustrating. And so I think these four questions can help with that. I think it can help with intentionality, and I think it can help with getting that return on our investment that we so desperately need 
in order to stay invested in the work that we're doing. So, okay, here we go. Number one, we're just going to dive right in. Number one, four things to consider while designing a learning experience. The first one is, will this experience leave an impression on my learners? That seems like such a big question. Like, how do I know if it's going to leave an impression on them? And I think there's a real simple answer to that. And it's just pay attention, right? Watch them, listen to them, ask them, um, asking for feedback and knowing what, you know, that's what people do beyond the walls of the classroom. Businesses, anytime they're trying something new or they're taking a risk, they ask for feedback from their customers. And I think that's what we have to do in the classroom is to be able to say, hey, did this impact you? Were they able to remember when they came back the next day and take note of that? Like, hey, this type of experience seems to have more of an impact on them than this type of an experience. So I think just being mindful of that, but as you're sitting down to design an experience, not just write a lesson plan, but design that experience, will this leave an impression on my learners? Um, and, and I think that that idea in and of itself can have a huge impact on what you do in the classroom every day. And I don't think this has to be like a huge, you have to put on a, a huge display every day or something massive. I think it's just small tweaks, like little things that you do in your classroom that are unexpected or that your learners um, react to. If you know that they react to video, use video in your classroom. If you can use photo prompts instead of just writing the prompt on the board, if you can use a 360 image versus just looking at an image in a textbook, all of those things can level up a learning experience and maybe level it up to the point that it leaves an impression on them and it's something that they walk out of your classroom with. One of the things that um, after I had taught for several years, I realized that a lot of my kids were going home in the afternoon and I knew, I just know that when their parents asked them, what did you do at school today? Their answer was probably nothing. Sometimes that is the, that's the response of my own kids. What did you do at school today? Nothing. Well, we know that's not true. We know we did, we know they did something. But when they say that, what they're actually saying is, I didn't do anything that left an impression on me. I didn't do anything that was meaningful for me. And I didn't do anything that makes me want to go back tomorrow. That's what they're saying when they say nothing. And so I think our goal should be to design experiences that they can't shut up about when they get home, that they want to talk about and that they're talking about in the halls. And it may sound like, Andy, that's impossible. I'll never buy into that. I don't think that it's impossible. I think it's just making small tweaks, these small things that we know will leave an impression on them just by paying attention to what does. And so question number one, will this experience leave an impression on my learners? Number two, does this learning experience give my learners an opportunity to practice life-ready skills? Anytime you can weave life-ready skills into a learning experience, it's going to feel more authentic. It's going to feel more real to them. And that's what we want. And we know that those life-ready skills are the things that they're going to need beyond the walls of the classroom. But waiting until like Thursday at two o'clock when the counselor comes in or doing it in isolation, I just don't think is a great idea. I know there are those that disagree with me. I believe that life-ready skills, social-emotional learning, those things should be woven into everything that they do every single day. So when you're designing a learning experience, have your list of those skills nearby and just ask yourself, hey, did I give them an opportunity to collaborate today? 
did I give them an opportunity to practice kindness or be self-aware? And it doesn't have to, obviously, you're not going to weave them all in every single day, but could you take care of one or two of them? 100%. And I think that's easier than what we may assume. And I think most teachers are doing that without even realizing it. I just think, again, it comes back to intentionality. Am I being intentional about making sure that these life-ready skills are a priority just as much as a priority of the curriculum that I'm teaching? It doesn't mean that we're throwing the curriculum out. It just means I'm weaving it into what I'm already designing. So asking yourself, does this learning experience give my learners an opportunity to practice life-ready skills is huge. And I promise you, it will make the learning experience more fun for you and for them because it'll feel more authentic. And you'll know that you're doing so much more than just giving them content. You're giving them the things that they're going to need when they walk out of your classroom every single day. And that's huge. Okay, question number three. Will this experience challenge every learner in some way? Look, I talk a lot about this, about this whole idea of productive struggle and how important that is. And one of the reasons I talk about that so often is because of the experience that I've had as a parent. Um, our oldest son breezed through elementary school, breezed through middle school and high school. School was not hard for him. Um, he was a very compliant, knew how to check the boxes, made good grades. And when he got to college, honestly, it was a whole other world, learning how to study, learning what to do when you are struggling or when something isn't coming easily was difficult. And I'm just going to say, as a parent, that's really hard to watch because it made me feel guilty that I didn't give him those skills while he had his support system there. So it's so important. And we even worked on that some. It wasn't that we 100% didn't do that and it was still hard for them. So you can imagine those kids that never experience any struggle or any failure. The first time they get to that struggle or failure and they don't have a support system, it's going to be really difficult. We just need to say that out loud. So why would we not give them an opportunity to feel challenged, to experience productive struggle, and to do that while they have a support system who can talk them through it and help them understand that what they're feeling is normal, it's okay, but understanding that struggle, even failure, is a detour and not a dead end. I think that's the best conversation you can have with parents, uh, especially parents of gifted learners who oftentimes struggle with any idea of failure, um, but students as well, just helping them understand that you know, when you struggle or when you fail, that is not the end of the road. It's not like, well, the party's over. This is it. Instead, it's just a different way to get there. And I always like to use this analogy. I'm sure I've shared it on the podcast before, but this whole idea of, you know, when I, I travel a lot and when I take a detour, oftentimes I see things on that detour that I would not have seen along my original route. And sometimes it's something really cool that I'm like, oh my gosh, I would have never seen this amazing landmark or this building that I wanted to see in this city if I wouldn't have had to take this detour. So helping them understand that productive struggle failure is just another way of getting there versus a wrong way or um, even, 
even, you know, just a complete dead end. So sorry, I clearly need a Dr. Pepper because words are not coming out well. <laughs> but uh, this whole idea of challenging every learner. So that's why it's so important to design for depth. This is designing for depth is something that I cannot say enough that we cannot just design for our middle of the road kids, our struggling learners. We have to design experiences that provide enough depth that our gifted learners, our high achievers, every kid in that classroom is going to be challenged in some way, shape or form. When I talked about the first one about will it leave an impression, I shared with you how important feedback is. And I think this is another reason that feedback from our learners is so important. It's not a bad idea to have a self-assessment form. And on that self-assessment form, I actually talked about that in a previous episode. I should have looked it up before this recording and I didn't. But in a previous episode, I talked about that and I, um, you can find it. It's just, I think it's called the value of self-assessment. But um, that being said, I one of the questions on the self-assessment form that I often share with educators is what was difficult for you? Ask your learners that. And if they're consistently saying nothing, 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 this was easy, then you have to do a little bit of self-reflection and know, hey, I'm not designing for depth here. I am designing for my kids who are just able to do this. If they're able to do it easily, 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 and they never experience that productive struggle, that's not a good thing. And so we want to make sure that we're keeping that in check and that we are asking ourselves as we design the experience, will this challenge every learner in some way, shape or form? Okay, number four, last one. After this experience, will my learners be able to apply what they've learned? I have to say, this is one of the biggest things for me, um, this idea of application, because I think so often we check a box for a standard like, OK, I taught it. Check. They've learned it. That's 100 percent not the case. Um, and we know that. And so if we can somehow, as we're designing, ask ourselves, how will I know if they deeply understand this standard, this topic, this idea? Most often it's because they can do it. They can apply it. It's not just I can regurgitate it on a worksheet or I can pass the unit test because the reality is if we're honest, they're going to do that and then they're going to be done with it. Like I, I've passed the test, check, check. I don't have to remember this again. But if we can give them an opportunity to move beyond just learning it and into understanding it through application, I think we have a much better chance of that learning sticking and getting to that deep understanding that we need them to have in order for the learning to stick beyond the walls of the classroom. So after this experience, will my learners be able to apply what they've learned? So always weaving in that application piece. Okay, that was fast and furious, um, but I wanna, I wanna go over the questions one more time to make sure they were clear. As you're designing an experience, these are the questions that I think will give you more intentionality and will result in a return on your investment as an educator so that you don't feel like you're spinning your wheels and eventually become so burned out that you just don't want to do this anymore. So here we go. Number one, will this experience leave an impression on my learners? Number two, does this learning experience give my learners an opportunity to practice life-ready skills? Number three, will this experience challenge every learner in some way and number four, after this experience, will my learners be able to apply what they've learned? So thinking through all of those, I would just encourage you, write them down somewhere, put them in the place that you design experiences and just 
every time you do that, make sure you're taking care of those pieces. There are so many other things I think that we have to keep in mind, but I think those are four kind of pillars that can help us move in the right direction. So I hope this was helpful for you. I hope that it helps you find some meaning in your mess. I know that writing lesson plans, designing experiences can seem so tedious and so um, it can get a little bit mundane. But I think if we're asking these questions, it brings purpose to that. And we begin to feel like the work that we're doing, again, is intentional and will have an impact. And our learners will walk out of our classroom um, and be able to walk back in the next day remembering what they've learned. So just things to keep in mind. All right. I hope that you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it so much. As always, thank you for the work that you do. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to learn with me today. I absolutely love this community and enjoy sharing and learning with you. Check out today's episode notes by swapping up in most podcast apps. If you'd like to learn and connect more, you can follow me over on Twitter at McNairAN3, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at A Meaningful Mess. You can always find tons of resources, inspiration, and information over on my website, andymcnair.com. Be sure to check out my blog, Genius Hour resources, and so much more. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, I hope that today's episode has inspired you to find meaning in your mess.